the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Studios, this is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Trump was not fooled by Russian President Vladimir Putin's claim that he did not mess with last year's election. White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus. The president absolutely did not believe uh, the denial of, of President Putin. Priebus was a guest earlier today on Fox News Sunday. And the president hailing the latest attempt to stop the bloodshed in Syria's civil war. The president says a ceasefire in southern Syria brokered by the U.S. and Russia will save lives. He posted that message on Twitter shortly after the truce went into effect on Sunday. The ceasefire between the Syrian government and the rebels was brokered by Russia, the U.S., and Jordan. Both Jordan and Israel fear that Iranian-backed forces allied with the Syrian government will establish a lasting presence along their borders. Greg Clugston, the White House. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager sees a world upside down. The brainwashed, educated, they're sick. The world is upside down. Good is bad and bad is good. (laughs) It's just in in every arena, in every arena, it's... It's hard. It's hard to to get your mind around it. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11, right before Michael Medved at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm Josh Wolf from the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center. Today, showers possible throughout the day with a high near 85. Tomorrow, a rainy start with a high of around 83. Tuesday, 87 and sunny. Download the AM 1280 The Patriot mobile app today so you can listen to your favorite programs wherever you are. Stay connected to your favorite station anytime, anywhere. Download the AM 1280 The Patriot app today at your device's app store. Stand by for the Northern Alliance radio network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3. Two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the program. I'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast today. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. You can also text your comments, 651 243 0390. And you can weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N A R N for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast today. And it was a uh, 
You know, it was kind of cool, cool this morning, and then uh, as we left church this after or this morning around uh, ten fifteen or so, it felt like a steam bath almost. So uh, it seems like it's going to be a little humid today. But hey, it's uh, second week of July. Certainly understand that. But we hope you uh, have an opportunity to listen to the show. If you're not listening live, hopefully checking out the podcast sometime down the road. Uh, I kind of promoted today's show. You know, every week I, I promote the show. Uh, there's a, on the uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page as well as on Twitter, and you know, I always put together a blog post at bradcarlson.org kind of talking about the items of which I'm going to be uh, discussed, discussing. And pretty much you're going to get a sense that today's theme is about the mainstream media just continually beclowning itself, I mean, more so than ever. I mean, I know this isn't news, and I know pretty much each and every week each and every weekend, whether it's Mitch or myself, there's always something which you can cite from a media outlet where they just come off as looking buffoonish, for lack of a better term. And this past week certainly being no exception. Now, last Sunday, if you listen to the broadcast, you recall I was one of the segments I spent talking about uh, the, uh, President Trump's tweets where he took shots at uh, Mika Brzezinski. She was a co-host of Morning Joe, which is a program on MSNBC every weekday morning. And apparently there was a segment being done where Mika Brzezinski referenced Trump's uh, teensy hands. And President Trump is very thin-skinned, very hypersensitive to any kind of badgering or criticism or what have you. And he lashes out in the way Donald Trump always does, whether he was uh, businessman Trump, presidential candidate Trump, or President Trump, in that he took to Twitter and took shots at Mika talking about uh, her face being bleeding from a facelift. And I I didn't defend defend those tweets. I thought it was beneath the dignity of the office. I, I got into a back and forth with a dear friend of mine on my blog as I wrote about that those tweets on my blog and condemned them accordingly, saying, you know, it, it was President Trump, that was, uh, it's beneath the dignity of the office. It is a far... It was not a proportional response to just some juvenile ribbing by Mika Brzezinski, but yet uh, Trump couldn't take the high road, isn't capable of taking the high road, and how there was a there was a uh, chanting point out there that they were trying to bully the president as if the leader of the free world could be bullied. Just an absurd notion, okay? So I say all that to say that I did not defend the president on that. And while I was talking about this, and Brandon, you'll probably recall this too, that was last Sunday when the story came out about the gif of the Vince McMahon with the CNN logo superimposed over his head. And when Trump, it was some sort of WWE sideshow where Trump and McMahon were tussling at the side of the ring and Trump was beating on McMahon. But remember, folks, this, this, this may come as a shock to you. Wrestling is fake. It's fake. Sorry, sorry. I know that's a shock to some people. It's fake. It's not real, okay? President, or then, he wasn't president then, but Donald Trump was beating on Vince McMahon's head. Not really. It's fake. It's fake. Okay. So anyways, uh, the, uh, the real Donald Trump Twitter feed, you know, which obviously Donald Trump handles himself mostly, tweeted out this gif of Donald Trump beating up a guy with a CNN logo for a head. And the insinuation is clear. 
we're taking it to CNN. I've had enough of their fake news. This is the president talking. You know, I've had enough of their fake news. This is what we. This is how we handle fake news. We just take them out, rhetorically speaking. Okay. Now, the reaction to this was pretty much how you would expect from sides who are planted firmly in the ground in their own worldview, viewpoint, political prison, what have you. The ardent pro-Trumpers, there's nothing Donald Trump could do that would make these people walk away from him. Okay, there are those that are going to go down with the Trump ship, okay? And they loved it, of course, because, yeah, that's what we're going to We're going to hit back at that fake news network, CNN. And then you've got the other end of the spectrum, those who cannot give Donald Trump one iota of credit for anything that he has done. Okay, he's done some good things while he's been been president. Of course, that's all dependent upon your political worldview, I suppose. But there's people who are so firmly anti-Trump. Um, I, I, I wish I remember who said this. So I, I, I'm, This isn't my own original line. I read this somewhere. I read so much stuff during the week that I sometimes forget where it comes from. But um, I think it was Eric Erickson at The Resurgent basically said if Trump found a cure for cancer, his critics would rip him for putting scientists out of work. Okay, that's the kind of mindset that these anti-Trump people have. Of course, they accuse Trump, the president of the United States, of inciting violence against media members. And then you have people in the middle, the more rational ones, those who may be ambivalent of Trump, those who didn't support Trump but voted for him anyways because, you know, they didn't like Hillary. And there are those who just aren't all that interested in maybe politics overall. They look at it as like it's it's a chip. It's no one, no rational, sane person could honestly believe that the president of the United States is calling for people to go out there and beat up a journalist. Get a grip, people. Okay? So this happened last Sunday when this kind of really got out there. And, of course, a couple of days later was July 4th. And I, like most Americans, you know, July 4th, it was a time to be with family. It was a day off from work, you know. And and our tradition with my wife and I, we go over to some neighbor's house, some dear friends of ours who are neighbors, and hang out and, you know, have a barbecue and kind of, you know, chat about what's going on in life, work, life, family, whatever else. And, you know, obviously talk a little politics. We've got kind of the same uh, political bent for the most of us. And then, of course, we in, indulge the evening by uh, by enjoying fireworks. But but we didn't light off fireworks. Fireworks are illegal in Minnesota. We we, we no no sorry, Bob. Would we would we indulge in, in an illegal activity? Not not didn't happen. I, I deny it happened. <clears throat> <clears throat> anyway, excuse me, bad cough. Anyhow, so I may I bring that up to say that I didn't peruse social media much at all, Twitter, Facebook, what have you, until I got home later in the evening. And I just kind of took a quick glance, and I saw something about CNN doxing. I'm like, "What? What's this about CNN doxing? Who are they threatening to? Who are they threatening to dox? What's going on here?" Well, it turns out uh, Andrew Kaczynski, and I'll read from a uh, this was a uh, Fox News story. Uh, CNN and reporter Andrew Kaczynski are being accused of blackmailing the man who created a GIF showing President Donald Trump attacking the news network. On Sunday, you know, last Sunday, of course, the president tweeted a gif of himself wrestling and punching a man with a CNN logo superimposed over his head. Again, wrestling is fake. It's fake. <clears throat> In the article Tuesday, Kaczynski wrote that he uncovered the identity of the Reddit user who created the gif. 
username Han A-Hole Solo, only he doesn't use the name A-Hole. He spells it out. So I'll just call him Han A-Solo, okay? Brandon, that, that struck Brandon funny back there. I that's, a, that's a solid username. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we got to get creative. There's so many users on the Internet. There's only so many characters I guess you could try to get creative with. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, so yes, um, Han A-Hole Solo uh, comparing information. Um, Kaczynski wrote that he uncovered the identity of the Reddit user who created the GIF, username Han A-Hole Solo, by comparing information posted on Reddit, Reddit, to Facebook profiles. Kaczynski said the man sounded nervous about his identity being revealed, and he apologized. So, now to start, personally, I, I don't have a problem with this particular aspect of the story. CNN looked to track down and seek comment from the personal responsible for the online creation used by a sitting president. Whether you agree to the, agree with this or admit to it or not, that's news. Especially since... The person, Han A. Solo, created some kind of anti-Semitic, maybe even some racist memes. So the angle of the story that's being taken here is, why would the President of the United States accept creation from someone who creates this kind of content? That's not, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting that the President was engaging with this person one-on-one online, exchanging direct messages and saying, hey, can you can I borrow your handiwork? And, oh, I like all your other handiwork there that you put together. I'm not not suggesting that one iota. But let's, let's be honest. The optics are horrible. A sitting president of the United States using the creation of someone who posts anti-Semitic comment and other racist memes, okay? Not a good look. It's just not. Okay? So, and given that Reddit... And Facebook are public forums. Andrew Kaczynski merely used the tools that are dis- that are at the disposal of literally millions of us. If I wanted to put this kind of effort into it, you know, I, I probably could have. But all that said, Andrew Kaczynski put forth the story. Uh, there was an editorial statement attached to the story about how CNN didn't reveal the real identity of Han A. Solo. Okay? And their statement kind of uh, opened up a can of worms for them. I'll read the statement. Uh, CNN is not publishing Han A. Solo's name because he is a private citizen who has issued an extensive statement of apology, showed his remorse by saying he has taken down all his offending posts, and because he said he is not going to repeat this ugly behavior on social media again. But then the final sentence is, CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change. So wait a minute. The first part of the statement, you say you're not publishing his real name because he's a private citizen, and he showed remorse, contrition, whatever else. And plus, there was there were other statements given by some folks at CNN said, well, we didn't want to reveal his name because he feared physical retribution or he feared for his life, okay? Well, if that's true then why are you saying you're reserving the right to release his name in the future if he puts up more offending posts? Are you all of a sudden going to turn him over to the mob? Is that what the insinuation is here? Because I'm sorry, this 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 was a horrible choice of words. Basically saying, well, we've chosen not to reveal his name because, you know, he fears retribution. But if he does it again, you know, we reserved a right to reveal his name. Translation, 
eh, we'll keep your name a secret unless you publish content which we, <clears throat> the moral arbiters at CNN, deem offensive. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come back in the next segment and talk a little bit more about that. And, hey, I'd like to hear your opinion if you are so inclined. 651-289-4488 is the number to call if you'd like to text your comments or questions. 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-915-9272. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now, 1-800-915-9272. Again, that's 1-800-915-9272. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1818 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1818. Are you wearing contacts or glasses right now? Imagine this, opening your eyes tomorrow to 2020 vision. No daily contacts or glasses needed. It can happen, and it is affordable. TLC Laser Eye Centers wants to help as many people as possible achieve 2020 vision, so they're offering a fantastic price on their premium LASIK experience. TLC uses the latest FDA-approved all-laser LASIK technology, and for less than what you might think. Find out if LASIK is right for you. Call TLC now for a free consultation, 800-885-4488. Be one of the first 50 listeners to call today and get $400 off your all-laser LASIK procedure. That's a savings of $200 per eye. TLC Laser Eye Centers has over 20 years' experience and performed over 2 million procedures. Let our team help you. For your free consultation, call now. 800-885-4488. 800-885-4488. 800-885-4488. Results may vary. Looking to buy or sell a vehicle? Make sure you check out Minnesota. Minnesota's very own CarSoup.com. CarSoup features vehicles from hundreds of Minnesota auto dealers, and we bring you thousands of exclusive money-saving specials every single day. Buying or selling, new or used, CarSoup is geared to make sure that wherever you are in our great state, whenever you're in the market for a vehicle, you'll never miss a great deal. Check out the local site with everything you need to buy, research, and sell. CarSoup.com. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. 
Thanks for, as always, for tuning into the broadcast today. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He's on Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer, closing out the Northern Alliance every Sunday. From 2 to 3 p.m. right here in AM 1280, The Patriot. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to the broadcast. Uh, finish up the last segment. Uh, well, I took the most of the first segment talking about uh, Andrew Kaczynski at CNN tracking down the uh, Reddit user with the uh, username Han... <coughs> i got to be very careful. Han A-Hole Solo. I'll call him Han A-Solo. I'll just use the A, the first initial... Han A. Solo, and CNN attached a statement to Kaczynski's story. Uh, I, I, From what I understand, it wasn't Kaczynski himself who put out this disclaimer. It was the CNN editors, and unfortunately, Andrew Kaczynski himself and his family was receiving a harassing contact because of the story, which is unfortunate and shouldn't happen, but unfortunately, that's kind of a where we are in today's society doesn't make it right. In fact, it's disgusting. But you know, we'll get we'll get to that in a little bit. But here is the statement that the CNN, uh, I, I think it was the editors that put out at the end of the Kaczynski story, saying how CNN is not publishing Han A. Solo's name because he is a private citizen who has issued an extensive statement and apology of apology, showed his remorse by saying he has taken down all his offending posts and because he said he is not going to repeat this ugly behavior on social media. CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change. So I guess my question is, who is who are the moral arbiters at CNN that have given themselves the uh, task of being the offense police? Who's going to determine what's offensive? Okay, because it's all in the eyes of the beholder. Now, granted, I will grant you that the vast majority of people find anti-Semitic comment and racist comment, as apparently this Reddit user put out memes addressing these this these content those particular contents as offensive. The vast majority of us find that disgusting and offensive. Okay, fair enough. But suppose, you know, someone. At someone, I don't know, has a intellectual disagreement on, oh, pick something, gay marriage. Okay, even though gay marriage is the law of the land, people still have a moral objection to gay marriage. All right? And some people might find that offensive, okay, that you have a moral objection to gay marriage. All right? Even though there is a, there can be a very nuanced and intellectual discussion on arguments for and against same-sex marriage. So my point is, who's going to deem themselves the offense police? Okay, because I have a pretty high threshold for being offended. Okay, but you have some people, some who are, eh, in in some cases, called snowflakes, all right, that are a little more uh, thin-skinned and can, can only handle so much. All right? So that, that's what bothers me about this, and that's why CNN opened themselves up to a blackmail charge. Because they're basically saying here, look, he apologized, he was contrite, we, you know, and some ask, well, did you coerce an apology out of him? 
I mean, which which came first? Did you say, well, you know what? I know your real name, um, and given some of the awful content you put up, uh, this is news, and I and I could very well reveal your real name in in the in the uh, within the context of journalism. Okay, and this guy says, oh no 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 no, I I don't want any of that. Um, I'm sorry, I'll take it down right away. Please don't please don't publish my name. So did, was a p- apology coerced? There seems to be kind of some confusion about that. And I see a caller pointed out the Reddit user is a minor, so uh, they could call him a child and shouldn't post his identity. Uh, I've actually heard uh, that has been debunked from what I understand. Initial, the initial report said he was 15 years old. I've heard that, but then it was later revealed he was a middle-aged man, like 50. So that's my understanding. If I'm wrong, um, so be it. But I, I heard that initially it came out he was 15, and then, that rec- then the record was corrected and said, no, he's actually a middle-aged guy, like 50. Okay, but I appreciate the, the caller pointing that out because I had heard that initially too, and then the record uh, was corrected. So, anyways, this is what uh, I don't know if this was ever determined. Was an apology coerced? Did Andrew Kaczynski say to this guy, okay, okay, if you take down this offensive content, I'll, I'll leave well enough alone. But if it comes back again, all right, then then uh, we may then it's a different story. And here's another angle of this that somebody brought up. Why is CNN doing a news story about something that involves its network? I mean, I I'm not familiar with journalistic ethics. That may kind of seem uh, that might kind of seem like an oxymoron, but <coughs> I digress. Um, no, I, I shouldn't shouldn't paint a broad brush like that. It was a bad joke. My apologies. I, I have friends who are journalists and are very reputable people. So just trying to be funny, just trying to have a little fun here. So I apologize, but. In the name of journalistic ethics, if CNN is going to do a story based on something that put them in an unflattering light, can they honestly report on this with impartiality? I, I don't know. That, that should cause readers to question whether what they're reading is, is done in an impartial manner. Now, obviously, Andrew Kaczynski works for CNN, and he did a story about this about the creator of this GIF that showed Donald Trump beating up on a guy with a CNN logo superimposed over his head. Okay, so people are going to know, oh, a CNN guy reporting on something that showed CNN in an unflattering light. So people then can make their own choice whether they are going to take this story with a grain of salt or not. So I understand that. But, you know, did it, was Andrew Kaczynski capable of being impartial here? I mean, I... Don't know much about the guy. I know he he he, he kind of came to prominence in 2012 because he was a next like an expert researcher. He found old school photos and videos and whatnot on people within the political spectrum and reported on that. And then he worked for BuzzFeed for a while. And then uh, I think I don't know what he did after he left BuzzFeed. If he went right to CNN from there, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Don't really care. But so my point is, is like I don't know much about the guy. What kind of reputation he has? He has some of his BuzzFeed colleagues speaking up for him, but of course BuzzFeed doesn't exactly have a sparkling reputation after some of the stuff they've posted as news, i.e. the dossier that uh, had some unflattering information about Trump. None of it that was ever verified is true. So that that that's the question I have: is if you have a CNN guy doing a news story about his network being painted in an unflattering light, can you trust that it's done with, uh, that it's being done fairly? I don't know that you can. So 
there, 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 there are those questions that have, that have come up about it. But here, here's the thing that I just don't understand is when the president put that tweet out where he was beating up on a guy with a CNN logo for a head, again, most people who don't have any uh, emotionally charged emotions pro or con Donald Trump looked at it as, yeah, it's not inciting violence. It's a dumb tweet involving fake wrestling, whatever, but it's juvenile, and it's beneath the dignity of the office. Okay? So those who are ambivalent towards Trump, I would guess, again, I don't have any statistics to back this up, so I may be totally wrong, but I my guess is, and my gut instinct and my speculation is, that most people who are ambivalent towards Trump looked at it as juvenile and just said, this is where we're at. You know, Mike Judge, uh, his prediction was off by 490 years. We're, we're, we're an idiocracy 490 years early, okay? And that's kind of how people looked at it. And but, but CNN just couldn't leave well enough alone. This is the problem with the media in general, and uh, obviously I don't have time to develop this, so I'll, I'll do this in the next segment. But this is the problem with the media in general, is they just can't leave well enough alone when Donald Trump takes digs at him. Instead of letting Donald Trump flail away like a thin-skinned bully, which is what he's coming off as sometimes, okay, they have to try to hit back at him. And they end up stepping on the proverbial rake every single time. And people who look at the tactics that Trump engages in as juvenile, as bullying, as beneath the dignity of the office, okay, all of a sudden they become sympathetic toward Trump because of the media's response to all of this. So if the media wants to take some sort of high ground, all right, they're doing a poor job of it. And oh, by the way, they spent like four solid days on this GIF. They didn't spend four solid days on the updates of Representative Steve Scalise, the majority whip who is still in the hospital and has been now downgraded to serious condition because of gunshot wounds he suffered at the hands of that uh, of that gunman, gun who shot up the baseball field where Republican members of Congress were practicing. And you're wondering why the, the media's reputation is in the dumper? has nothing to do with what Trump does. It has more to do with their own self-inflicted wounds. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be talking about that next segment, and we'll take your phone calls as well, 651 289 4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN, hashtag NARN. Brad Carlson, the clothes are right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Are you wearing contacts or glasses right now? Imagine this, opening your eyes tomorrow to 2020 vision. No daily contacts or glasses needed. It can happen, and it is affordable. TLC Laser Eye Centers wants to help as many people as possible achieve 2020 vision, so they're offering a fantastic price on their premium LASIK experience. TLC uses the latest FDA-approved all-laser LASIK technology, and for less than what you might think. Find out if LASIK is right for you. Call TLC now for a free consultation. 800-885-4488. Be one of the first.
first 50 listeners to call today and get $400 off your all-laser LASIK procedure. That's a savings of $200 per eye. TLC Laser Eye Centers has over 20 years' experience and performed over 2 million procedures. Let our team help you. For your free consultation, call now. 800-885-4488. 800-885-4488. Results may vary. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, Alyssa here with The Patriot, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school with our half-off tuition program. This is a program we have had for five years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. For more information about the program, or if you would like to see a full list of partnering schools, visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. TwinCitiesTuitions.com is here to help you in your search for a new school with a great interactive map that will show you all of our partnering schools closest to you. And it even has frequently asked questions about the program, like why you should choose Christian education. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hi, this is Donna Stoppelman from Monticello, Minnesota. Donna, why did you call Mathnasium? Realizing that Jared did not enjoy math, I thought that perhaps I was teaching him in a way that he didn't learn best. So that was my cue to say, well, maybe there are other ways that they can teach him that make more sense. And did you find Mathnasium made a difference for your son? I did. The instructors are really good. I like the group setting. He doesn't feel pressured with the one-on-one, whereas he gets a time to do his own work on his own and then has the opportunity to ask questions. What would you tell other parents who are considering Mathnasium? I would say definitely check into it. It has made a big difference in Jared. He has improved his test scores just within the last year with the help of Mathnasium. He's gone up three levels. To help your student avoid the summer learning loss, enroll in a summer mathletics program at any of the 21 Twin Cities area Mathnasium locations. Visit us online at mathnasium.com to find a location near you. Or call us at 877-601-MATH. Hey, welcome back. I'm to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Falling a thousand feet per second. Back with another segment on the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Feel free to check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also text any comments or questions to 651 651- Two four three zero three nine zero or weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn hashtag N A R N for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. I should uh, probably click on the Narn hashtag myself to see if there's any inquiries. I'm telling people to use the Narn hashtag. And I'm not even there myself. What kind of radio host am I? There we go. All right, appreciate. It. Okay, so hashtag narn hashtag narn if you want to weigh in via twitter i am there and i am ready to take any uh, comments that you may have uh talking about the media be clowning itself uh if you thought things couldn't get much worse for cnn well this past week some of the ratings numbers had come out and uh yeah it was it was a tough week now it, it's been a it's been a tough summer to be honest with you of course it started earlier in the summer within the past month or two 
Of course, the uh, Kathy Griffin, who is, who, I don't know how much she does at CNN. I know she does like the New Year's Eve special with Anderson Cooper. Uh, she did the mock beheading, of course, of Donald Trump, and that got her in some hot water. Even uh, the most uber leftists in Hollywood are like, what is wrong with you? you know? And then you had the stage managed protest. Did you, did you hear about that one? After apparently there was a one of the attacks in England, uh, there you know people were calling for mo- more moderate Muslims to come out and decry those who are using the Muslim religion uh, to further their cause, which is to uh, snuff out any uh, any members of the infidel. Okay, and apparently these moderate Muslims got together and CNN was staging this protest and saying, "Oh, look at here, look at here, look at all these moderate uh, Muslims protesting." These folks who are uh, uh, the members of ISIS who are using who are committing violence in the name of uh, of, uh, of Islam and uh, and so therefore they kind of stage it. It's out there on YouTube. You could definitely find it. And then you had uh, Reza Aslan, who used profanity uh, in in talking about the president. Here, this is a guy who's worked for CNN for a number of years and has a reputation for using profanity on Twitter. And that was just I think in like the first week of June. All right. And then you had this issue uh, coming up with, uh, well, of course, the, one of the bigger stories was in late June, three CNN staffers resigned uh, following the publication and subsequent retraction of a story linking the, a Trump transition team member to the Russia-related investigations. And this is the, this is the big, uh, this is the most ironic aspect of, of CNN just be clowning itself. They used a single anonymous source by saying um, uh, Anthony. Uh, I think it's uh, Anthony Scaramucci. Yeah, uh, there was a Senate Intelligence Committee was looking into the chief executive of a $10 billion Russian investment fund who met with financier Anthony Scaramucci before the inauguration. Okay, this is from a political article, by the way. Uh, The report also said that two Democrat senators wanted to know whether Scaramucci had indicated in the meeting whether sanctions against Russia would be lifted, a decision that could impact the investment fund. Turns out that was a complete fraud. They used a single anonymous source, not the, nearly the required amount of due diligence or preferred amount of due diligence was done, and three CNN staffers ended up having to resign while they were probably, say, hey, resign or be fired. Okay? And this is the erotic aspect of this. They quoted a single anonymous source for the story, and yet they're decrying anonymous sources on a site like Reddit putting out a GIF where Donald Trump, again, fake, fake, it wasn't real, wrestling isn't real, where Donald Trump was fake beating up a guy with a CNN head. Okay, so the irony wasn't lost on me, that is for certain. Well, this is from a story from The Federalist. Uh, Last week, more Americans tuned in to watch reruns of Yogi Bear, Full House, and Friends on Nick at Night than to watch Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon shows on CNN. According to the cable ratings from the week of June 22nd to July uh, June 26th to July 2nd, CNN's viewership of its primetime shows was ranked significantly lower than its competitors like Fox News and MSNBC, which placed first and second respectively. Oh, so the uh, report of Fox's death has been was greatly exaggerated, huh? Fox finished first? Oh, imagine that. Uh, Clocking in at number 10 on the list, CNN fell behind HGTV, Nick at Night, History Channel, and ESPN. 
CNN's ratings nosedive corresponds with the network's ongoing feud with President Donald Trump. Last week, Trump tweeted out a gif of himself appearing to pummel a wrestler with CNN's logo superimposed over the latter's face. The network has covered the tweet nearly nonstop ever since. It was also went after the Redditor who made the gif and threatened to dox him unless he apologized and promised to never say anything CNN dislikes again, a move that drew much criticism and may have been illegal. So we'll hear more of the legalese on that uh, in, in the coming weeks, I suppose, if there's anything there. Legal experts are kind of differing over the consequences, but regardless, again, the optics are terrible when they basically say we didn't want to reveal his name because he felt that his uh, he felt threats of physical retribution, but we reserve the right to reveal his name if he ever does it again. Okay, this is what my this this is something that parents say to their kids. You know, you do that again, then we're going to take those privileges back from you. <laughs> just saying. And of course, it just continued this past week, like uh, the president's uh, visit to Poland. Uh, he visit he and the first lady visited Poland, and when they were meeting with the with the uh, prime minister of Poland and his wife. Uh, the pre- the uh, prime minister's wife walked toward Melania, and she was walking past President Trump to go shake Melania's hand. Well, President Trump saw the f- first lady of Poland and went to shake her hand, but the first lady of Poland was already concentrating on Melania Trump and went to shake her hand. And people posted this, and what they did was sh- they showed the still photo of Trump reaching out his hand, but the first lady of Poland bypassing him and shaking Melania's hand. And Chris Saliza, who used to work for the Washington Post, now with CNN, of course, flipped out, and he just put out a tweet saying, oh, my God, 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 you know, just flipping out over this. But wait, in actuality, if you watch the entire video, yes, the First Lady of Poland was focused on Melania Trump. She did not see President Trump reaching out his hand. He didn't reach out his hand until she happened to be walking toward Melania Trump. It was only it was then she shook Melania Trump's hand and then turned to the president and shook his hand. Okay. So much ado about nothing. But they they automatically read into it. Like, oh, well, the president stuck his hand out and she walked right by him. And they, and they, and they read something into it. And there was no there there. And if you watch the full video within context, you see that that wasn't actually what happened. She didn't diss the president, so to speak. Okay? She had seen the president engaging in talks with her husband. So, therefore, she went to go shake Melania Trump's hand. How about another one? And the nitpicking is just off the charts. Here's this one. Like Trump put out a tweet on July 5th, so that would have been Wednesday. Wednesday morning, he put out a tweet. Trade between China and North Korea grew almost 40% in the first quarter. So much for China working with us, but we had to give it a try. The New York Times comes out, and of course they report on Trump's tweet. And here was part of their story. It was not clear where Mr. Trump guarded his partner's 40% figure for growth and overall trade between China and North Korea. A South Korean group, the International Trade Association, said Monday that North Korea had exported as much on China in the first five months as it did 27, of 2017 as it did in all 2016. But here, here's, here's where they kind of make a supposed clarification. China's trade with the North actually grew 37.4%, not 40%. Okay. Well, he didn't say 40%. He said almost 40%. It was 37.4%. Okay? So if you round up, you get 40%. I'm a numbers guy. All right? If, if it's something's 35% or lower, I say just over 30%. If it's 35% or higher, I say almost 40%. 
We learned basic estimations in third grade. And the New York Times is going to nitpick over that? Seriously? So, again, this is this goes beyond CNN. This goes between media outlets that just are constantly making mountains out of molehills. And they do it because they can't stand the president. And then they wonder why they're not taken seriously? But perhaps the best is the Washington Post. You know, after... Uh, you know, Donald Trump during his campaign for president and then when he was elected president and then during the transition when he was president-elect was constantly taking shots at the media, calling him fake news. And this is President Trump just being thin-skinned. If, if someone reports something unflattering, even if it's true, okay, he doesn't necessarily refute the facts of the story, but he just calls something fake news or low-rated or circulation is cratering or going down the toilet, subscriptions are being canceled left and right. May be true, may not be true. But President Trump doesn't care. He lashes out at people who don't show him the respect he believes he deserves. And, of course, Washington's Post's motto, if you ever get the Washington Post or look at the online version, they have a, their motto, democracy dies in the darkness. Basically saying, we're not going anywhere. We're still going to report. You can try to denigrate us all you want, but we're going to still report the news because if we don't, democracy will die in the darkness if, if, if we don't shed light on the <laughs> evil Trump administration. So Eric Erickson at The Resurgent wrote a little bit about this. Uh, They brought this slogan out after Donald Trump was elected president. Uh, It featured prominently on their website above a video showing President Trump shaking hands with the First Lady of Poland. The headline, should you choose to watch a video, noted that the First Lady of Poland snubbed President Trump by refusing to shake his hand. Who are you going to believe, the headline writer or the video of the actual event? Okay. One of CNN's reporters complained that the president had the audacity to take questions in Poland from a reporter who had applied for a job with the Trump administration. Ah, but please pay no attention to the actual number of reporters who went to work for Barack Obama and those who did not, but chose those who did not, but chose to carry his water for him. And just as an aside, uh, this was something that Jim Acosta, who's been whining incessantly, you know, Jim Acosta's with CNN, whining incessantly about. Uh, the news conferences, the press briefings at the White House not being broadcast anymore or him not being called on and constantly whining about not being called on. He says, well, isn't it fake news if you only take questions from media-friendly, you know, from administration-friendly outlets? And Ari Fleischer, who was President George W. Bush's first press secretary, replied to Jim Acosta's tweet and says, hey, Jim, you want to guess the number of journalists I took questions from that went on to work in the Obama administration after Barack Obama was elected? Because I can name them for you. Okay, I can name it for you right here. So if you're thinking there's something unique about taking questions from an outlet that is going to adequately convey the administration's message, talking points, uh, yeah, you didn't pay attention for the previous eight years. I'll just say that. Here's here's more from the Eric Erickson story at the Resurgent. Uh, after the election, the media pushed out the story that Russia had stolen the election for President Trump. One newspaper claimed Russia had hacked. The American power grid. The story had to be retracted. On February 14th, the New York Times ran a story claiming phone records and intercepted calls show that members of Donald J. Trump's 2016 presidential campaign and other Trump associates had repeated contacts with senior Russian intelligence officials in the year before the election, according to four current and former American officials. James Comey, testifying under oath before the United States Senate, said that story was not true. CNN ran a story claiming James Comey would dispute the president's assertion that Comey had told the president he was not under investigation. CNN had to retract that story after James Comey corroborated the president's statement. 
Then CNN ran a story claiming a friend of the president's had nefarious dealings with a Russian investment group. That story had to be attracted, retracted as well, and I alluded to that earlier, where three uh, heads rolled from CNN. So it, it just goes on and on and on and on. And the president, and I'll read. I'll just finish up this uh, particular excerpt here. The president then went to Poland to give a monumental speech in defense of Western civilization. The media chose to give wall-to-wall coverage to the Polish president's wife, not shaking the president's hand, even though she did. She was reaching for Melania Trump's hand as the president turned to shake her hand. It looked like a snub, but then the Polish first lady turned back to the president and shook his hand. Immediately, the press pivoted to a White House ethics officer resigning. So nothing about this monumental speech that Trump gave while in Poland that some people, including Charles Krauthammer, an out-front non-fan of Trump during the campaign, okay, said it was Reagan-esque. It was very presidential. David French, National Review Online, same thing. Out front, not a fan of Trump, but gave credit where credit is due. So you got to wonder if people who are not fans of Trump, you know, particularly on the conservative side, are willing to give him credit where credit is due. What is the mainstream media going to do when he does something that's presidential? Well, we saw what they did. They just ignore it. So heck of a job, media. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. And again, you can weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. One final segment coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me Sundays for the Justice Hour. We'll talk politics, Israel, and the law with prominent newsmakers. Special guest this week on the Justice Hour will be Mark Miller, chair of the Minnesota Republican Jewish Coalition, talking politics and Israel. Once the bastion of free speech, today's college campuses are now the most dangerous place for the exchange of ideas. Every day it's a new disturbing story. Guest speakers being banned from venues, commencement speakers being protested, professors fired for not being politically correct. Free speech is under attack, but Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla are fighting back with their movie, No Safe Spaces. It's a thought-provoking yet entertaining investigation into how we got here and what we can do to stop it. But they need your help. Hollywood won't make this movie. That's why they're raising the funds themselves, and the support has been overwhelming. They've already raised $500,000, and now they realize they can get this feature into theaters across the country, which is huge, because getting conservative voices into theaters and onto Netflix is a big deal. Help us save free speech by getting them to their goal of $1 million for No Safe Spaces and get some great perks in the process. Go to nosafespaces.com to donate today. That's nosafespaces.com. When you need a service for your home or business, you know you can trust our advertising partners here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Blue Ox Heating and Air Business of the Week gives you an opportunity to get to know these companies a little bit better. So tune in weekdays at 9.04 a.m. and 6.04 p.m. to the Patriot Business of the Week. Brought to you by Blue Ox Heating and Air. For quality heating and air services and products, go online to GoBlueOx.com. 
Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. A parking lot full of holes can make your place of business look bad, both to customers and to your employees. Let Allied Blacktop make your school, church, or company more inviting with pricing as low as it's been in 10 years. Allied Blacktop does it all, from repairing to sealing or installing a completely new lot. Call now to get on Allied Blacktop's schedule. The season is short and it's filling up fast. Allied Blacktop, the premier commercial and municipal asphalt maintenance and repair contractor in Minnesota. Online at AlliedBlacktopMN.com. Oh, make me over. I'm all I wanna be. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in today. Again, be sure to check out my blog, BradCarlson.org. I typically put forth three to four posts per week commenting on the news of the week. So glad you're tuning in today. Got one final segment. I did want to address the story, a heartbreaking story, really, of a little fellow by the name of uh, Charlie Gard, 11-month-old little boy uh, who is in Britain and is terminally ill, and there were offers to take him out of the U.K. and give him some experimental care. Uh, the little guy, he's uh, unable to see, he's unable to hear, cannot breathe on his own, and uh, he's unable to swallow, uh, just a degenerative disease that has pretty much robbed him of most of his, uh, of all, pretty much a lot of his senses. But yet his parents want to try some experimental treatments that are not available in the UK. And by the way, if you want to see a preview of how single payer healthcare would look, look no further than this particular case. Because while his parents have raised more than a million dollars, like one point seven million dollars through crowdfunding sites for experimental treatments, they're not letting him out of the U.K., even though the Vatican has offered to bring him to their hospital there. And even President Trump, you know, by the way, and here's another thing, the media, they always obsess over President Trump's tweets. Well, last uh, Monday, President Trump put out a tweet saying, if we can help little Charlie Gard, as per our friends in the U.K. and the Pope, we would be delighted to do so. How much media coverage did you hear on that? I don't recall a whole lot. This is the same media that obsesses over every single stinking tweet, but this one, eh, couldn't be bothered. Why? Because it doesn't fit the template, doesn't fit the narrative. Because left-wing progressivism probably wants single-payer. Why do you think the Democrats haven't been all that eager to try to help fix Obamacare? This Obamacare is awesome. Now they're acquiescing to saying, well, maybe it's not all that great, but then they aren't offering any solutions to help fix it because they want single-payer. That's been their goal all along. But now we're seeing the perils of single-payer. Okay, and Charles Krauthammer commented on this. It's a little over a minute long. I commented on this on uh, Fox News this past week. Charles Krauthammer, if you know, uh, is in a wheelchair, was paralyzed via a swimming accident and kind of inserted his own personal story into this. So, Brandon, if we have that clip, here we go. That was no. They're not going to move the child. Look, I think there are two approaches here, and I don't think it has to do with life in the abstract. It has to do with little Charlie and his own welfare. If I were the judge come in has to make a ruling 
I would allow the child to die. He can't see, he can't hear, he can't speak, he can't swallow, and he has no control, he can't move, and he has terrible epilepsy. I've had a breathing tube in me for weeks on end, as he does, and it is a life of agony and great distress. I could protest I was an adult, he can't. But I'm not the objective judge, and I think there's one principle that overrides all this, and that is, in the end, it should be the parents who decide. You've got to have a highest authority here, it seems to me. The highest authority always has to be the parents. I don't believe for a minute that there's a treatment that's going to make a difference, but if the parents want to try it, we ought to let them. Right, okay. But it's tough. When the parents... Yeah, there you go. But yet the parents aren't being allowed to. They aren't allowed to move them from the country. And I'll read this excerpt in the Washington Times. This kind of sent chills down my spine, and it should you too. Uh, Doctors at the Great Ormond Street Hospital in London, where the infant is being treated, have said it is in Charlie's quote-unquote best interests to quote-unquote die with dignity, questioning the likelihood of recovery under the treatment and whether it will contribute to his suffering. Again, this is what happens if you get single-payer. You get government bureaucracies basically dictating who is worth saving. And by the way, not receiving any experimental treatment, who gets to decide who who gets to die with dignity? The parents want to administer this experimental treatment. Okay? In their minds, dying with dignity is for this little fella to get all the possible treatments that he can, and if it doesn't work, okay. But at least they've exhausted all the options. In their mind, that's dying with dignity. is, is, is fighting. Fighting for life. So if you want a preview of what single-payer is all about or, or just an insight into what it's about, just read the story on Charlie Gard. Heartbreaking. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm done. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. I've enjoyed it, as always. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you... Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321321. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME11 to 321321. Two little tablets is all it takes to make your thin hair feel and look thicker and fuller. Guaranteed. Viviscal is the number one drug-free hair growth supplement in the U.S., with one box being sold every minute globally. It's clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women. And now a 90-day supply of Viviscal is offered in your area risk-free plus free shipping. Call 800-330-6865. Viviscal nourishes thinning hair from within. You'll love your hair growth results. Guaranteed. Viviscal. 
Pascal is so effective, it's recommended by top doctors. Here's Dr. John Laura. As a dermatologist, I feel confident recommending Viviscal. It's backed by 25 years of research and multiple clinical studies that demonstrate Viviscal's effectiveness in promoting the growth of thicker, fuller hair. Want to try Viviscal? Every listener that calls now gets a 90-day risk-free supply plus free shipping. Call now, 800-330-6865. 800-330-6865. That's 800-330-6865. New Windows for America. From the initial visit to follow-up after install, New Windows for America has been a first-class operation. Never had any problems getting a hold of someone. When I did call, they acted right away, as if I was the only customer they had, which I know is not the case. Thanks for the great experience. I will be doing the rest of my windows with you when the time comes. That's a written testimonial from Thomas, just one of nearly 5,000 positive references from New Windows for America's customers. You get the best warranty in the replacement window business with lifetime warranties on parts and frame, glass breakage, glass seal failure, and service labor. New Windows for America's triple-pane Minnesota window is the same price as most others' double-pane windows. Great value, great service, and great energy savings. You deserve new windows and doors. Google New Windows for America today and get a free estimate. That's New Windows for America. New Windows for America. From the Nepsis Capital Management. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.